Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. Next Friday, this Friday, we will start celebrating the holiday of Sukkot. It's a beautiful holiday. It's the culmination with Simhas Torah, eh, Shemini Atzeret and Simhas Torah of a whole month of a, of a emotionally charged experience in which in Rosh Hashanah we coronate our king and we uh, recommit ourselves to him and on, on Yom Kippur were forgiven for our, for our boo-boos of the year and Hashem uh, gives us a clean slate and on, on uh, Sukkot we come to rejoice they say that it, it's like Rosh Hashanah is the engagement party Yom Kippur is the wedding Sukkot is the, the Sheva Berachotz of the, of the bride and the groom. It's a time of rejoicing, it's a time of a lot of joy, of uh, relaxing, it's, it's a relaxed holiday where you really eat and enjoy people around you and it's, it's very beautiful. So the Talmud in Avodat Sarah states that God says, I have one easy mitzvah called Sukkah. And it says it's an easy mitzvah. And we wonder, really, it's a beautiful mitzvah. It's a very enjoyable holiday, but it's not an easy mitzvah because you have to first build the sukkah. You have to uh, invite people. You have to cook a ton. And if it's raining, it's a problem. If it's very hot, it's a problem. You're sweating. Um, you're running in and out all the time, bringing plates in, bringing plates out, depending on the weather. If it's cold, you get cold. It's not so comfortable. It's like going camping a little bit. You have to be a little bit uh, loose to be able to enjoy Sukkot. But nevertheless, the Talmud states that it's an easy mitzvah. And what does this mean, that it's an easy mitzvah? We're going to say from the teachings of the Lubavitcher Rebbe what, he, what the Talmud means by this. So Sukkot is a is a is a is a day in which we re, is the days in which we remember the generations of the children of Israel when they came out of Egypt and they had to dwell in Sukkot for 40 years. So it's a day it's a time in which we're remembering how Hashem really took care of the Jewish people for 40 years in a desert. They didn't live in comfortable homes with a roof and a, and a cement in the floor. They lived in the desert. They were moving all the time. They were journeying. They had to pack their sukkah. They had to unfold it. They had to rebuild it. And again and again and again for 40 years, 42 journeys in total. So we see that our homes, when we live in our home, we feel that our security comes from the walls and the, and the roof in our house. But in reality, Sukkot comes to teach us that our security is not in our home, it's not in the roof, it's not in the walls of the house. Our security really comes from God. And so, and so the Talmud relates that there will come a time when the nations of the world will come to God and they will argue, we want, we want the Torah. Why didn't you give us the Torah? We want the Torah. And Hashem will tell them, yes, I'll give you an easy mitzvah. I'll give you the mitzvah of Sukkah. Go and build a sukkah. And when they go and the other nations build their sukkah and they start dwelling in their sukkah and they start getting wet and then the snow comes and then the rain comes and then it's very hot and they'll just run back to their homes and they'll say, no, this is, this is not an easy mitzvah. So we see that, let's see why the Talmud describes it as an easy, as an easy mitzvah. And let's understand what the word mitzvah really means. And the word mitzvah has a dual meaning. 
on a one way, one hand it's a commandment from the Torah it's a, it's a commandment it's something that you're obliged to fulfill and another uh, um, and another um, meaning for this word mitzvah is connection is the way in which we connect to our creator so in commanding us the mitzvot God created the means through which we would establish a connection with him it's a relationship it's like if your husband doesn't like uh, uh, a poached salmon why would you serve him poached salmon he likes teriyaki salmon so the way that you have a nice relationship with your husband is when you show him that you love him and you're doing things for him that you know he loves so the same way with the mitzvot the mitzvot are the way in which we can come to have a relationship with god he tells us what he likes he tells us what he doesn't like so when we do what he likes then hashem is happy when we do what he doesn't like he's not gonna be so happy the same as as any relationship so we see that we all become instruments of the divine will when we're fulfilling the mitzvot and there the mitzvot as kabbalah explains are, com are, are connected to our limbs, our, our organs, and our faculties. And, um, and they have to do with every area of, of our lives. Like they involve every area of your lives from the most spiritual aspect to a most mundane aspect of your life. If you take the, the Shulchan Aruch, you'll see that it even teaches you how to eat bread, how you have to cut a little piece and put it in your mouth, is you just don't go like this. It tells you how to put on your shoes. First you put your right shoe, then your left shoe, then you tie your left shoe, then you tie your right shoe. It, it's every aspect of your life. And you would say, well, what a mechanical religion, no? What a mechanical way of living. Like everything has to be directed. Everything has to be done by the book. And in reality, that's not the purpose of it. The purpose of it is that every time, everything you do in your life is imbued with the, the, the idea of Hashem, that Hashem is in your head all day, that you have him with you all day, that you're thinking about him all day. This is the whole purpose of the mitzvot. So, so the uniqueness of the mitzvah of sukkah, uh, apart from the other mitzvahs, and I would say also mikvah would be something that would be similar to the mitzvah of sukkot, is that the other mitzvot have to do either with your hand or with your head or with your leg or with your mouth or with your digestive system but the other mit the mitzvah of sukkah is an all-encompassing mitzvah in which you, you are immersed in the mitzvah you're completely inside the mitzvah the mitzvah is embracing you because you're inside the mitzvah so so we see that um that we have to understand what what uh, what is this distinction of the mitzvah of sukkah as an all-embracing medium of connection with Hashem, and is best understood in light of the significance of the home to the human being. So our sages point out how deeply rooted a person is to a home. Uh, in today's world, people are there's something going because people are not so connected to having a home. People want to rent. And um, now we have uh, problems with the inflation and all that. But before the inflation, the younger generations didn't want to settle down, but they don't want a home. They just want to rent and they want to travel here and travel there. And there's something wrong with that because in reality, a home is a, a something that is very essential to the well-being of a human being. Uh, to come to your home is not the same to come to a rental. 
uh, when you have a home that is something that it belongs to you, it gives you a sense of belonging, it gives you a sense that you have a place in this world. It's a very different feeling than when you're going from one place to another. And this brings a person to have security when they have a home. Sukkot comes to remind us that really our security doesn't come from the walls of our home and the roof. It really comes from Hashem. So when you have a home, and especially if you have a, a Jewish home where you, it's filled with, uh, with Jewish uh, symbolisms, you have a mezuzah, you have Torah books, you eat kosher food, um, you invite guests for Shabbos, you give a shiur once in a while in your house. It's a, a holy home, <coughs> sorry, where you invite the divine presence to rest in your home, then this is, um, this is what it means. So the Talmud goes so far as to say that one who does not possess a homestead is not a man, and the need for a home is intrinsic to the soul of man and a defending aspect of the human estate. Thus a person's identification with his or her home is not confined to the house he or she spends uh, within its walls. Also, when we are at work visiting with friends or taking a stroll in the park, it is as the owner of this particular home that we work, visit, or stroll. So yes, we work for a home. The other day I was seeing this, this man saying that why would you invest in things that take money from you? Like it's better not to own a home, it's better to rent. And to own homes that you rent, and that way, you, this is a very lucrative business. And I was commenting this to my husband and he looked at me and says, okay, Margie, but why does he work? For what does he work for if he's not gonna have a home? Like, you work for your home. You work for your home, for, for having nice furniture. You work for being able to give a, a proper place to live to your family. You know, he couldn't believe it. Like, this is a mentality. Now today, everything's money, money, money. I want money, I want money. Like a home is, is not, is, is gonna be something that takes money from you. And at the end of the day, a home, yes, it's an investment. You have to put money into your home. You have to pay the taxes, you have to pay the interest, you have to pay the mortgage, you have to pay a maintenance, but it's your home. So, so for seven days, we make our sukkah our home. And, uh, and, and we see that it comes to form an integral part of our identity. Everything we do, including what we do outside of the sukkah, is included in the connection with God achieved, with God achieved by this mitzvah, uh, which is really to give in to Hashem, that really our home is God. And uh, when you have a permanent home, this permanent home is a, should be an expression of God. And when you come out of this home for seven days and you dwell in a sukkah, then this sukkah is a reminder that really, why do you have a home? It's to make it godly. And so now we come to understand what does an easy mitzvah means. And, um, and the Lubavitcher Rebbe, he, he teaches that the mitzvah of sukkah is God's easy mitzvah. And there's a, an approach of fulfilling, fulfilling the mitzvot. There's two approaches to fulfilling the mitzvot. One is a person that fulfills mitzvot as a duty. He sees it as, as a duty. And such an individual sees the purpose of his life in the realization of his own personal ambitions. 
at the same time he recognizes that God is the master of the world so this is a person you would say he's a balanced human being he works he has ambitions right he has uh, things he wants to 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 accomplish in life or things he needs he wants to have he has ambitions but nevertheless he recognizes that Hashem is the master of the world and because of this he feels that he's a, he has a duty he has a duty to obey Hashem's commandments and then you have a person that for him the mitzvot is the, the, the purpose of his existence he doesn't see them as a duty, he doesn't see them as a burden, you know? Like I have to keep them because Hashem takes care of me so I have to take care of him. He doesn't see it that way. He sees this individual understands that I was not created but to serve my creator. So his whole raison d'etre, why he exists in this world is to do things for Hashem. This is his purpose. And this, this is calling as, as is true, I. And at the ultimate fulfillment and realization of who, of who and what he is, if we assume the first approach and regard the observance of a mitzvah as a duty, there will be a both difficult and easy mitzvah. Yes, if for you fulfilling the mitzvah of Sukkot is a duty, then it's not so easy. It's going to be hard. You're going to do it. You're going to put your best face. You're going to cook the best food. You're going to invite people. You're going to make it the most beautiful sukkah. But it's a, it's a duty. And so it's not going to be something that is easy for you. But when we see the fulfillment of the divine will as the very stuff of our life, like, I'm not making a sukkah for Hashem. I, the sukkah is the, the purpose of my entire existence. Like, I have to create, I have to make a sukkah. This is why I'm here. This is why Hashem put me in this world. Then the concept of a difficult mitzvah is non-existent. For this person, it's not a, it's not a difficulty. This is why I'm here. This is the purpose for which I was created. I'm building a sukkah because this is what I, there's no other reason for my existence if it's not to build a sukkah at this moment. This is the mitzvah at the, at the moment. So it's like that person that is carrying a, a big bag and it's, it's very heavy and it's a burden and he's all bent down and he's carrying that. And someone asks him, what are you carrying? And he says, well, I'm carrying rocks. They're so heavy. You know, and then someone tells him, show me the rocks. And suddenly he sees it's not rocks, it's diamonds. So once he sees it's diamonds, for him, it's not a heavy load. For him, it's, a, it's not a burden. It's, it, imagine, he has all these diamonds. So this is the two approaches of fulfillment of mitzvot. One is it's a burden. It's, 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 a, it's an obligation. It's something I have to do. And the other one is it's a privilege. It's a privilege. God chose me to come to this world to fulfill mitzvot. It's a privilege. Wow, he gave me such a job. Wow. So, so when a person sees his life in this way, all mitzvot are easy. Not only the sukkah, every mitzvah is easy. For they do not constitute an imposition on our life. They are our life. This is why we're here. There's, you wouldn't be able to breathe this air if you're not fulfilling a mitzvah. So indeed, there will be no division between the mitzvah and non-mitzvah areas of our life. When we live to implement God's purpose in creation, our entire life, including those activities which are not explicit mitzvahs, acts become single, seamless quest to connect to our creator and serve his will. So a person that lives his life this way, for him, even the mundane is part of, of God's will. And he has to go and, 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 and change a diaper 
you know, there's nothing more mundane than changing a diaper. For him, he's not changing a diaper. He's serving a baby. He's, he's helping a baby be clean, be happy, be healthy. It's a service. So if, if all mitzvot could be observed in either of the above two ways, there is one mitzvah whose terms of observance call for nothing less than the second approach. The mitzvah of sukkah does not tell us to do something, it tells us to be something. Sukkah, the sukkah dweller is not trying to, to, to do something, he's trying to be something. And the way to observe this mitzvah is to make the sukkah our home, our environment, our roots, our very identity for seven days of each year of our lives. We feel when we're sitting in that sukkah, it can be pouring, but you're there and, and Hashem is embracing you. And this is, this is your relationship. So when we apply the model of the mitzvah of sukkah to our observance of all of God's commandments, they too assume the all-embracing quality of sukkah and they too become as easy as, as life itself. So I want to wish you a Hak You should be very besimha. You should be happy. It's a time to be very happy in knowing that God is there always with you. He's all embracing. He's all loving. And he wants us to, to have a, a relationship with him. That's all. And to find that. Find that loving feeling with Hashem. Enjoy it. And uh, remember, live a little higher. Thank you.